How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Um, a lot of fun stuff that uh, happened over the last week, over last weekend, and a lot of fun stuff that's going to happen uh, this Saturday uh, with Darren Till and Robert Whitaker. That card's a fun card. Uh, that fight's a fun fight. Before, we, but before we get going, uh, I want to just say, remember, I am officially partnered with Phoenix or FNX, as it is spelled. Uh, but pronounced Phoenix. Uh, make sure you guys use my promo code Phoenix FNX all caps. The letter O one and the capital B F. That is FNX in all caps. The letter O one and then B F in capital letters for fifteen percent off your entire order. They make uh, great supplements. Um, lots of other stuff. They have some CBD products as well. Um, so if you guys, and then for the the fighters out there as well, if you guys um, wanted to use those to train, they are WADA approved products, so you don't you're not gonna have to worry about testing positive for any sort of banned substances if you use their stuff. Um, it's great stuff. I use it um, when I work out. Um, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, go so go ahead and use that and use my uh, promo code uh, for fifteen percent off your entire order. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's get started. Um, so last Saturday's fights, uh, Figueroa versus Benavidez 2. Um, let's go ahead and just start from the top of the main card here. Or I should say, I guess, from the bottom of the main card. Um, we had Askar Askarov just, he looked absolutely fantastic versus, uh, Alexander Pantoja. Didn't, didn't dominate Pantoja, but he looked, he looked great. Uh, his striking was super crisp as per usual. Uh, his grappling defense, uh, surprisingly looked good. Um, I know Pantoja had a couple of transitions there where it looked like he was going to take his back or even a couple of leg lock attempts as well. It didn't quite go his way. Um, but his, uh, his defense was uh, fantastic. And then Askarov's stri um, striking looked good like it always does. And, um, his wrestling as well looked fantastic. Um, it's going to be a tough guy to beat. He's coming off uh, two big wins now. He had uh, Tim Elliott in his last fight, and now um, be beating a guy like Pantoja definitely looks good for him. Um, then we had Ariana Lipsky, who um, I said in the last sh podcast was there was no way she was going to submit anybody, <laughs> which now I look fucking stupid because uh, she um, got that submission win uh, with a knee bar. Who know? I mean, people don't really knee bar anybody. I mean... The only I think there's one other knee bar finish this this year in the UFC. I can't remember who it was, but there was one other knee bar uh, this year. And the only other one I can remember was uh, Brock Lesnar versus Frank Mir when Frank Mir fought him the first time. I believe that was a knee bar as well. Um, but she looked sensational. She um, that knee bar was super weird because it it had looked like um, who was who was the girl? I can't remember the girl that she was fighting. Um, but whoever she had been fighting, let me look it up real quick. I'm sorry, guys. I know I always do this. Um, Luana Cor Car Luana Carolina. Carolina had a was looking for a calf slicer on her and just left that leg wide open. Had she had all that leverage from uh, Lipsky was basically was standing up over on top of her while uh, she was trying to get that calf slicer on Lipsky, and uh, just took the took the opportunity. And uh, finished her with the with the old knee bar there. It looked great. Um, and then we had a fight that was we saw a, a, just a breakout performance by uh, Raphael F Faziv, 
uh, sorry, Fazayev, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, um, he is a coach at Tiger Muay Thai down in Thailand, and apparently, what I what I found out is uh, an absolutely beast of a Muay Thai fighter, and that's what we saw in that fight versus uh, Mark DeCasey. Um, just fantastic footwork. I mean, those those few those few uh, head kicks that DeCasey threw that he just uh, took a step back and did the old the old limbo. Uh, underneath him, he looked absolutely sensational. His striking is just absolutely world class. Clinch game's amazing. We didn't see um, him on the ground almost at all. Cause, I mean, DeCasey isn't much of a a fighter on the ground, so we didn't see him try to go for any sort of takedowns. I think he tried to take him down a couple times, and he stuffed him pretty easily. But that was to be expected. Um, I mean, when you when you fight a guy who's not a wrestler and he tries to take you down, yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, um, so it'll be interesting to see him fight in the future, uh, Fazayev in the future. Um, maybe if he fights against a jiu-jitsu guy, we'll see what he can do there. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of wrestling and jiu-jitsu there is over in Thailand, obviously. Um, there, I'm sure there's stuff going on over there. I mean, if he goes and trains at AKA, I don't know if that would be allowed. I don't know what kind of uh, MMA-specific training they have over at Tiger Muay Thai, but... Um, this Raphael Fazayev is the real deal. He is somebody everyone should be having on their radar for the rest of the year and for years to come. Um, but, yeah, Mark DeCasey is a tough guy to beat, so it's a good person to have under your belt there. And then we had just a just a, a weird fight between Jack Hermanson and uh, Kelvin Gaslam. Um, Kelvin came out, Hermanson came out, just kind of fill, filling each other out, filling each other out. You know, obviously it's the first round. You're not going to come out there and throw a flying knee. Unless you're uh, good old Jorge Masvidal. But um, he went for a takedown. Didn't really get it. But Kelvin just kind of sat. I mean, he, he got it. I think Kelvin got on top of him. I can't. I don't quite remember how the fight went. took place. But Kelvin was on top. And he was looking to get out. And then Hermanson had that perfect leg lock position underneath him. He went, for, he went for it for the first time. Kelvin got out of it. But Kelvin didn't really... Look, like move to he didn't move his leg he kept his leg right in there he, I think he was looking to move those legs to the side and land a big right hand over the top while Hermanson was on his back um, but Hermanson just kept going for that um that leg lock finish and eventually got it in the first two minutes of the fight um Kelvin has now lost three in a row had a split decision loss to Darren Till then obviously had that amazing fight with Adesanya um so I don't really know what's next for this guy. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you feed him Jared Cannonier. That that could be a, a mess for Gaslam. I don't. I don't know what you do with Gaslam. Now, I mean, everyone wants to see him fight Stylebender again, but he just kind of looks tentative ever since that fight. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but Jack Hermanson. I mean, he's now in that conversation for that uh, a title. Maybe not the title. Not the title shot next for sure. I mean, you can't go one and one and get the title shot unless your name is Jose Aldo. But um, we're just kind of in a weird limbo state in this division right now because we have Costa versus Adesanya, who's obviously the next fight to make, and then Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till, who you could easily have fight for a title. Um, could be fighting for a title in their next fight, whoever wins there. So I don't really know what we do with those guys. And then you have Jared Cannonier who... Who just who just beat Jack Hermanson in his last fight decisively, um, sitting there waiting for an opponent as well. Um, he was actually supposed to be fighting there until, but I don't know how that fell out exactly. I think I think Cannoneer's hurt, 
But um, yeah, um, that's a weird division right now. But um, Jacker Manson's definitely somebody uh, that's going to be a problem at this weight class for sure. And then Davidson Figueroa versus Joseph Benavides. Who in the world at 125 pounds is going to beat Davidson Figueroa? That guy went out there against Joseph Benavides, who is an absolute monster. He has been he's been at the top of his weight class for ten years. No one beats Benavides except for Figueroa and Mighty Mouse. That's really his only losses. The guy had a win versus Henry Cejudo, who obviously went on to be one of the greatest of all time. The the only thing Benavides hasn't done in this sport is win a title. That being said, Figueroa dominated that fight from start to finish. Knocked him down within the first two minutes. Had his back. Almost choked him out three times. Uh, Benavides eventually got out of the uh, off the ground with him after a few minutes. Knocked him down again. Took his back and strangled him. Choked him unconscious. I mean. The power that Figueroa possesses at 125 pounds is absolutely insane. Nobody else in that division has the power in their hands like this guy does. And you saw a potentially fun matchup earlier in the night with uh, him and Askarov. Even him and Pantoja is a fun fight. Um, Brandon Moreno is the guy calling for the next title shot now. I think he deserves it. He's looked great in his last few his last few outings, but um. I don't see any of these guys beating Figueroa. I don't see anybody beating him for a long, long time. I Even if Cejudo goes back down to 125 pounds, if Cejudo doesn't wrestle him, I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if he beats him um, in, this, in, the stand, in the stand-up, especially uh, going back down in that weight class, which would never happen, but it's always fun to play a matchmaker there. Um, but his jiu-jitsu looks great as well. And like I said, just that ridiculous power that for that flyweight division. Um, but it's tough not to feel for Joseph Benavides, man. I mean, he's been in the sport for so long. This was his third, fourth time. He's fought twice against Mighty Mouse, and now he's fought twice against Figueroa. And just it hasn't been in the cards for him, man. Unfortunately, it's just it's sad to see. I mean, everybody loves Joseph Benavides, the nicest guy in the world. Megan O'Leary him, and him are just... The power couple of the UFC, of the MMA world. They're they're fantastic, both fantastic people, and it's just tough to see a guy that you like not not achieve his goals. But I mean, nothing to hang his hat on. He's an absolute Mount Mount Rushmore of the light of the lightweight, of the smaller guys in in the MMA world, not just in the UFC, but in the whole uh, landscape of mixed martial arts. Just a, exactly what you want to see from a fighter. A complete mixed martial artist and a complete person as well. So shout out to Joseph Benavides. We everybody loves you. He has he's got nothing else to prove. If he wants to if he wants to have another fight, go for it. If you if you want to retire, man, yeah, you, you got nothing to you got nothing more to prove. That will do it for that last the last fights last Saturday's fights. I can't speak English today. I don't know what's going on, guys. Anyway, we got a. UFC Fight Island, Fight Fight Night, Fight Island, whatever you want to call it. Three coming up. Um, lots of fun fights. Darren Till versus um, Robert Whitaker in the main event. But um, we're going to start from the bottom of the card again. Work our way back to the top, to the main event. Um, there's a lot of names in this card I might be pronouncing wrong. I apologize 
in advanced um like this gentleman right here Katz Kamats uh Chimaev I believe is his name he is um the gentleman that uh just fought last Wednesday on the Ige vs Cater card and uh took the UFC by storm in my opinion it's going to be an absolute nightmare to fight he will be fighting a gentleman that is making his UFC debut Rias McKee um from England um, anyway, Chimaev is coming off his UFC debut, like I just said, July 15th. I think this fight will be on 10 days notice. Um, if he pulls it off successfully after he absolutely dominated um, John Phillips in his debut, um, it will be the quickest um, successful turnaround in UFC history, which is nothing to be put lightly. All the UFC fights, this, if he wins this fight, he'll, it'll be the quickest successful turnaround in UFC history. Um, I did. A, I don't know who this Ryaz McKee guy is. It's his UFC debut that he will be making. Um, he's 10-2 in, in MMA. He's 3-0 in Cage Warriors, which is a, a very uh, high-end promotion over in um, England. Um, it has a 100% finish rate, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think Chimaev just takes him down and wrestles him and probably submits him in the second or third round. Would be my pick if if I don't know about I mean English guys are usually tough to get out of there so maybe it'll go to the decision but I don't see uh, McKee winning this fight unless you know he surprises me you never know that's what's fun about watching guys making their debut um, I usually don't see a lot of the smaller promotions I don't they're on at weird times and I don't I don't usually get to see them uh, so I don't usually see a lot of these guys before they make their UFC debut unless I've trained with them personally uh, which never happens very often so um. But a fun fight that we're going to see there. And if he wins, that'll be a good thing for the history books. And uh, it'll be, uh, if he wins and looks as dominant as he did in his last fight, this is going to be a fucking problem, guys. This guy is terrifying. So, someone to look out for. Then we got uh, Alex Oliveira versus Peter Sabata. Um, I was looking at Oliveira's record. The man is 1-3 in his last four fights. Um, he is... Coming off a win over Max Griffin, but it was a split decision um, in a fight. I personally thought Max Griffin won. Uh, I don't know about anybody else thought about that, but I thought Max Griffin won that fight. Um, Sabata is a guy I have actually never heard of, but apparently is 4-2 and two in the UFC. Um, he has not fought, though, since 2018, which was a TKO loss versus Leon Edwards. It's going to be an interesting fight. I don't, I don't... I know I've never seen Peter Sabata fight before. But um, I think that he's going to win this fight. Oliveira just hasn't looked um, like Alex Oliveira used to look. Um, he's getting older now. He's not. I know he's not old, but he's getting old for the for the fight world. He's just kind of slowed down a little bit. And I don't know what's going on with Peter Sabata. Maybe he's been out with injuries. I don't know if it was a banned substance issue, a little Mexican supplement issue. If you took Phoenix products, that wouldn't be a problem. But... Um, I don't, I don't know if it's that or an injury were personal issues. Um, but all that time off is usually good for a lot of people. Um, he, he fought, a, he had fought a lot, um, before that, um, and consecutively. So hopefully that time off's good for him. I'm going to take Peter Sabata in this fight, probably by decision, um, or a knockout finishes, um, late in the third round. And then this is one of the names I'm going to have a problem with. Um, it is Paul Craig. That is not the name I have a problem with, um, versus... Gad Samurad Antigulov. It is spelled G A D Z H 
I M U R A D A N T I G U L O V. So uh, that's a fucking mouthful. Anyway, uh, Craig is coming off a uh, a draw versus uh, Shogun Hua. Um, he's kind of been back and forth his whole UFC career, five five hundred fighter almost. He's had a couple draws, um, and then win loss win loss. It's kind of one of those guys. Just kind of hasn't been performing up to his potential. Um, a lot of close decisions, stuff like that. He hasn't he hasn't been getting dominated in any of his, any of his fights really, but just kind of not not where he should be if that makes any sense. Um, and Tagulov, on the other hand, is two and two in the UFC, and he's coming off two big knockout losses in a row. One TKO, one just a clean knockout. If you guys haven't seen that, it's absolutely devastating. Um, interesting fight. Uh, just off the last few fights in a row here, I'm going to have to take Paul Craig. Um, I don't usually like guys coming off of a couple big knockout losses. I'll take Craig by a second-round submission. I know I haven't been doing too well with these uh, fight picks, but uh, trust me, guys, second-round submission, I promise. I'm just kidding. I don't promise. Don't bet the fights and listen to me, please. It's a terrible idea. And then we got um, a fun fight at 115 pounds for the strawweight division for the women. Uh, Mariana Rodriguez, who's 12-0, and and uh, Carla Esparza, who has just been on an absolute tear recently. Uh, Rodriguez is 2-0 and in the UFC with two draws, so she's technically had four fights, but uh, two draws as well. Uh, her last fight was a draw versus Cynthia Calvillo. I can't remember who her other draw was against, but it was another uh, good fighter as well. Uh, her wins, though, are absolutely incredible uh, credible wins. I mean, good girls um, in the 115-pound decision, not decision, um, division, uh, versus Jessica Aguilar and uh, Tisha Torres as well. Um, but like I said, Esparza is on a tear. She's won three in a row now. She has wins over Alexa Grasso and Michelle Waterson in her last two fights. Um, I don't really think she won that Michelle Waterson fight, but hey, the judges thought she won, so... My hands are tied there. Um, but I think Carla Esparza's, just her high-level wrestling is something Rodriguez hasn't really seen before, especially in the UFC. Um, and I think she's just going to take her down and smash her the whole fight. Um, I have uh, Carla Esparza winning this fight via decision. And then we have a fight I'm personally excited for, but not, but for one reason, not for another, is uh, Alexander Gustafson versus Fabricio Verdum. Uh, I'm excited to see Alexander Gustafson. This is his first fight at heavyweight after retiring, um, after he fought against, uh, who did he fight against? Anthony Smith, uh, lost to Anthony Smith via submission, and thought he didn't have it in him anymore, but he will be fighting at heavyweight, and personally, I like Gustafson at heavyweight. He's a big dude. Um, not having to cut that weight might be really good for him. Um, we'll see what he looks like. This is the perfect guy to come back against. I know we're Dooms a monster on the ground. Um, we don't really see Gustafson there too often. He has pretty good takedown defense. I mean, for Dooms, not like a high-level wrestler, so it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, he didn't do well against DC uh, when Gustafson fought DC with the wrestling, but, I mean, it's not like for Doom is that level of a wrestler. Um, the reason I'm not excited to see this fight is... Uh, that fight against Olenek that Verdum just had after his two-year suspension. Um, he did not look good, man. He looked slow and sluggish, and he looked kind of chunky, if I may say so. I'm not the skinniest guy in the world, but, I mean, he looked he just looked soft, not fat. Just like He just looked soft. He's 43 years old. He's been fighting forever. 
he yeah i don't i don't know he came off that suspension he's not on the juice no more um i want to see trt redoom but we won't see that um but yeah he didn't look the same like the same for doom at all versus olenic um looked looked his age against olenic i do have gustison winning this fight i would say probably by tko in the second round and i think it's just going to be too much for for redoom um, and then we got another fun fight, a battle of the old guys. You got uh, Shogun, Sh Shogun, Shogun versus uh, Big Nog. I mean, Shogun is not as old as I thought. I, I wrote Battle of the Big Guys before I went and looked how old these guys were. Shogun's only 38 years old. It seems like he should be older. He's been fighting for DC is older than Shogun. I think Shogun's about the same age as Stipe, and these guys are at the highest level in the heavyweight division. Anyway, that's absolutely insane to me. It just shows you how long Shogun's been fighting for. He's been fighting for fucking... Probably since he was 18 in Pride, I would think. 18, 19 years old. Um, but a very interesting fight. I don't think Big Nog's going to win. I think the age is going to start catching up to him. And Shogun has a bigger advantage in the striking department as well. I know everybody in the UFC, in the UFC heavyweight light heavyweight division hits hard. But um, Shogun just still has that power on him. Um, I have Shogun winning probably by knockout, and I think uh, uh, Big Nog retires after this fight. Um, but yeah, but uh, Shogun's been looking okay um, recently. He's had a couple losses recently, but I mean he's he's looked he's looked good in those fights. He doesn't look he doesn't look uh, too old at all to be fighting. He didn't look like Verdum in his last fight, that's for sure. And that brings us to the main event of the evening. Robert Whitaker versus Darren the Gorilla Till. Uh, Whitaker obviously coming off um, that last loss against Israel Asanya in um, excuse me, October of last year in Perth, Australia. But that, if a lot of you people don't really understand, is that was Whitaker's first loss since 2014. He hasn't, he hadn't really lost in the UFC. I think he had one loss in his first fight in the UFC, and then went on like an eight, some crazy eight-fight win streak. Uh, he's looking to make another title run. Hopefully, I don't know if this fight will. And it's weird because this fight, if Darren Till wins, pretty much guarantees Darren Till a title shot. But if Robert Whitaker wins, it doesn't guarantee Whitaker a title shot. And I think that's just because of how dominant Adesanya looked in their fight and how dominant he finished him. I don't really know if we need to see that fight again. I do think Whitaker can beat Adesanya. I just don't know if people believe that. That's um, a really fun fight. This is Darren Till's second fight at 185 pounds. Uh, he looked great against Kelvin Gaslam. Split decision win. Super close fight. No one really got off on one another. No one really dominated the other guy but Darren Till definitely won that fight super close decision though um the judges could have gone either way I had Till winning um but if he wins he you can't really argue with the guy he just came out and said yesterday that he if he wins this fight decisively the only thing that should be under his name next is title shot something like that I don't know what he said he's British I can't understand a goddamn word he says talks so fast anyway so do I but um and you can't really argue with the guy. You you run through a bunch of guys at 170 pounds, uh, beat at, beat the brakes off of everybody except for Tyron Woodley, and then you come back at 180. You come back. Well, I mean, you get your ass knocked out against Jorge Masvidal, but then you come back to 185 pounds. You look big. You look strong. You look good. Um, you have all the attributes to fight for a title, and I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to see him versus Adesanya next. Um, so. 
I don't really know who's going to win this fight. It's really a coin flip for me. Um, I th Just based on the experience, I'm going to take Robert Whitaker probably by decision. He might finish him, but I don't really see him finishing him in this fight. Um, I see Darren Till able to finish Robert Whitaker, but I don't see that the other way around um, at all. But if Whitaker wins, it'll be by decision. Maybe a late a late TKO finish as well, but that would be the only way I see uh, Whitaker winning this fight. Um, that is really all we have for you guys. Just one quick update. Um, Irene Aldana versus Holly Holm will no longer be the main event August 1st in uh, Las Vegas. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Holly, They haven't really came out and said anything. They didn't say it was canceled. They said it's postponed, so I guess they're going to fight in the future. Um, they didn't really give an explanation on that. But good news. The main event will be Derek Brunson versus Edmund Shabajian, a, a guy to a guy in Brunson who's really made a revival of his career after losing to Adesanya in that, in that um, decisive fashion. Who's looked great um, in his last few fights, and then Shabazian, who's undefeated and looks like an absolute monster. So it's going to be a fun fight. Tune in for that for sure. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Have a good one, guys.